This episode is thanks to Hail the Kale, healthy meals home delivered that you're actually going to want to eat. Welcome to the Left of Field Podcast with Danny Kavanagh. Damon Greaves, welcome to the Left of Field Podcast. How are you going today? Thank you. No, thanks for having me. I'm going well. I'm yeah, excited to have a chat and yeah, going all good. A lot of people might know, especially if they're from Perth. There was big news last week. You just signed with Kansas University in the NFL. How do you feel about that? Yeah, that's right. It's yeah, exciting news. Certainly something that as a young kid didn't think would uh, would happen. But yeah, obviously very excited by what's ahead. You know, it's going to be a pretty incredible opportunity and there's going to be a lot to learn as well. So really looking forward to getting over there and just seeing how it all, how, what, what the path has for me. Yeah, you touched on it there. It's not a dream that a lot of young Australians kids have living in Bunbury, coming from Perth. Take us back. You were playing AFL. What was your dream as a kid? What sport did you want to play and where would you like to see yourself? Yeah, that's right. I was obviously as a young kid, my football was my dream. AFL rules, that is. And yeah, obviously I was able to achieve that goal and, and get to that, the highest level there and play 10 games it was and you know experience three years on an, on an AFL list. So you know, obviously, as a young fella as well, you dream of winning premierships, winning Brownlows, and playing over 300 games or whatever it is. So, see, my journey in the, the AFL industry didn't quite go that way. But yeah, I was always set on you know being an AFL footballer and to have achieved that goal. I'm not quite to the degree like I said, but yeah, it was it was an awesome experience. Yeah. Now you did get drafted, you know, during that COVID time, and how was that living in that bubble and playing AFL during that period? Yeah, that's right. It was certainly uh, an experience, that's for sure. So my first year was was a normal year. COVID wasn't a thing. And then my last two years were pretty well um, affected by COVID. So it was interesting, like I said. like So we, we went off into hubs after the um, AFL season shut down for two months. And we spent three weeks in Sydney, three weeks in Perth, and then the remainder of the, um, the hub experience in Adelaide. So we travelled around a fair bit and... Yeah, it was a long time in the hub, but for me, I, I quite enjoyed it. You know, I was around my teammates 24-7. I didn't have too much to worry about as, a, as an 18-year-old, 19-year-old, you know, back home. So to be able to go off and live with your mates for 12 weeks in the hubs was a bit of fun. Had its tough times, though. And, yeah, I mean, the AFL season as well was an interesting one. There was, yeah, you could never really lock in anything too far ahead in terms of games or or anything like that because it was a pretty fluid uh, time period and things changed quite regularly. So kept you on your toes, but yeah, for me it was I was just happy to be on an AFL list and you know experiencing what I was experiencing. What type of AFL player were you? What would you say your strengths were? You know, what what kind of assets did you bring to the team? Yeah, also I played down in the back line. Obviously, to be in the back line, you've got to be a pretty team-orientated player, which I like to think I was. And I was just a skillful player as well that used my running capabilities to my advantage as well. So, yeah, obviously like to defend and then like to, to run off my man and, and find the footy as well. So I reckon those are my key attributes. And so your AFL career came to an end. And what were you feeling then and what did you think you were going to see, you know, the next, you were still quite young. So where did you see your kind of life going from there? Yeah, that's right. So after three years, it finished up, which was disappointing. I really enjoyed my time there at Hawthorne and being an AFL player as well. So certainly from early days, the, the goal was to get back onto a list and wherever that was. But, you know, that didn't eventuate in the end. So I returned back to East Perth there and, you know, I was always 
just set on being a good waffle player there and, and, and bringing a bit of success back to East Perth. So initially that was my thinking. So and a lot, a lot can play out over 12 months and a lot has for me. So, you know, initially I was to get back on an AFL list and enjoy a bit of waffle football there with some great mates that I had down there. So, yeah, that was the thinking early days. And then, yeah, obviously things changed pretty quickly. Yeah, tell us about that because you were only at East Perth for a year and how can all of a sudden, you know, you get dragged into a, a different sport? How did that come up? Yes, it was an interesting one. So I had a mate, Jackson Ross, that was at Hawthorne with me for a couple of the years when I was there and he's done the same thing. So he headed off to the University of Tennessee July last year. So it was around July last year as well when I when I hurt my ankle and, and missed the remainder of the waffle season. And it gave me a bit of time to have a think about, you know, what's next. And obviously seeing a mate go off and, and do that it became a pretty realistic opportunity for me. It wasn't something I looked into straight away. But yeah, once I sort of had a bit of a chat with him, it wasn't long after a guy called John Smith from ProKit called me and offered me the, the opportunity, I suppose, to, to come down and, and just consider it and have a bit of a crack. So probably from about July onwards last year, I had a really good think about it. And then when it happened, I had a good think and, and moved on over to Melbourne. Tell us about this Pro Kick, you know, is. Yeah, that's right. So Pro Kick Australian organisation that uh, run over here and essentially they just train you up to be punters and send you off to, to college in America. So there's three coaches over here. Nathan Chapman had previous experience as an NFL punter. Tim Gleason was a punter for Rutgers University and then John Smith as well, who's the man behind the computer and he's yeah, does a lot of hard work for us. So those three guys work together and they train you up to upskill you to be the best punter possible and college level punters. Once you reach that, then that's the opportunity to then get recruited and sent off to a college over in America, whatever level that is. So it's a really well-run organization, high standards with their training, and then they put in the hard work as well in the gym for you to prepare you for the physical nature of of being in a college football team. A punter, what kind of position is that? And is that because of the AFL kicking ability that you have, that background that you bring with you? Yeah, so that's exactly right. The punting is, you're the kicker, essentially. So, see Americans kicking big spirals. So, that's essentially what we go over there and do. But the attractive thing for an Australian is we're able to, you know, do drop punts, what they call rollout. A little bit more accurate spiral because the ball is a little bit smaller than the AFL ball. So, there's a small sweet spot. The role of the punter. There's no, it's not a, a huge role, but it can be a very important role in the game. So, essentially what the punter is. Now, you mentioned there a smaller ball is something you've had to get used to. What are other aspects of the game that you had to kind of pick up or you've maybe found a little challenging coming from an AFL background? Yeah, that's right. So, yeah, obviously the ball, smaller sweet spot, slightly different shape, but similar to an AFL ball. That would probably be one of the main things. But then as well, pads and the helmet as well. So getting used to that took a little bit. But once you sort of train and play in it as much as possible, it does become something you get used to, you know. So I think, yeah, the equipment with the pads and the helmet is probably one of the tougher things to get used to as well. But, yeah, still sort of learning the game as well a little bit at the moment. But I'm getting the hang of all that now. So, yeah, I would say obviously the ball and then wearing the pads and helmets were probably the tougher things to get used to. As being an AFL player, what kind of attributes or strengths do you think you're going to bring to the NFL? 
Yeah, I think it's just the kicking ability. The ability to kick the ball different angles and different ways is certainly something that obviously the Americans are very, very interested in. And it's just something that's natural to us. You know, we grow up as young kids kicking a ball because we want to be AFL players, but for NFL players, mostly guys want to be the quarterback, so they're just used to throwing it. So, yeah, I think obviously the kicking ability will be it will be a strength and something that I'll be able to bring on over to there, as well as obviously being in a professional environment, I can bring those attributes and strengths of mine from that previous experience into, you know, a different environment, but one that's very similar. How do you feel about concussions? I mean, they do happen in the AFL, but they seem to happen a lot more in American football. Have you got any worries about that? Yeah, I mean, obviously it's a a big concern of, I suppose, just the sporting industry as a whole at the moment. But I think that's just the nature of sport in the end. You know, we've obviously got the helmets there to protect us a bit. And hopefully for me, my uh, linemen are protecting me pretty well, so I'm not getting hit or anything like that. But yeah, I mean, it is obviously a concern, but the way I can help that is kicking the ball well and kicking it quick enough so they don't get um, near me. So you signed with the Jayhawks. How do you feel about playing for Kansas? No, I'm really excited. They're a really good team to be a part of. So I'll be the first Australian punter to head on over and be with the Kansas Jayhawks. So that, that's an exciting thing as well. But yeah, I'm really excited. They, they had a really strong year um, this year and, and, and the year before as well. Coach Leipold as well has come in and, and, and made an immediate impact as well to the football program. So I'm really looking forward to playing under him and all the other coaches alongside a number of players as well, stars of the um, college football over there. So, yeah, looking forward to, to playing in front of the, the Jayhawk fans as well. It's going to be pretty exciting and some big crowds. So now I'm really looking forward to the whole experience and, yeah, lucky enough to be playing for the Jayhawks. Yeah, you've mentioned big crowds, and these crowds can get over 80,000 a game regularly. How do you think you're yeah. going to handle that pressure? Yeah, it's, it's exciting. Can't wait for it. It'll, it'll be something I'm looking forward to. You know, it's one of the things you dream of is playing in front of big crowds, although it is in a different sport. Yeah, no, I'm really looking forward to it. But, yeah, like you said, there will be a bit of getting used to it. I've had a previous a little bit of experience, obviously, in the AFL at the AFL level in front of a few big crowds. Yeah, I'm looking forward to just getting back out in front of some large crowds and hopefully performing well. Is there a particular game you're looking most forward to? Oh, at this stage, not not really. I suppose I'm just looking forward to, to any game. Just to get on over there and, and play will be um, exciting. So um, I think we, we do face Texas Longhorns at some stage, I think, and they're yeah, 100,000 in the crowd there and they've got, an unreal facility over there. So, I mean, that would be one to um, I'm looking forward to playing in. But, yeah, I've, j- I've just got to get on over there and, and, and secure my position on the side there as the punter. And, yeah, then I'm sure I'll be able to start penciling in some games I'm looking forward to. That's, like, goosebump-worthy, isn't it? 100,000 people. It's pretty crazy. Yeah. Now, yeah. did you have any offers from other universities? No, not, not initially, no. Yeah, I was only in the program for a, a very short time and and then this all sort of took place. So I was in the program for about a month and I was just sort of developing my, my skill set and you know, we sent off a bit of film to a few coaches and then, yeah, sure enough, Kansas became interested and then it all happened pretty quickly from there. So I never really had any interactions with any other colleges, but 
to be honest, when I found out that Kansas Jayhawks are interested, I wasn't really thinking of or hoping for anyone else because, yeah, it's an incredible college to be a part of and couldn't think of any, anywhere better to go. Are home delivered and actually look as good as they taste? Well, if you're anything like me and you eat with your eyes, you're going to love Hail the Kale. Hail the Kale is a Perth food delivery service which delivers healthy, minimally processed whole foods straight to your front door. They have vibrant rainbow-coloured bowls packed with flavour. You can pick veggie or chicken. They're all gluten-free, sugar-free, dairy-free. So they'll fit everyone's diet. They are super delicious and you get to try them yourself with 15% off if you use the code LOF15 at checkout. That is LOF15 to receive 15% off your Hail the Kale bowls. So get prepped. Now, the prospect interviews, did you go through one? Because they can throw you some weird mindset or some really bizarre questions. Did you have anything like that with Kansas? No, not so much. No, there wasn't really a recruiting sort of meeting, as, as you'd say. I mean, I, I had the experience when I was getting in, in the draft process for AFL and, you know, I got a few curly ones there, but very chilled out, I suppose you could say, the recruiting process. I mean, I had to go on FaceTime a couple of times with a handful of the coaches, but, you know, they're all so welcoming and, and they're really nice guys. So, yeah, I never really had any curly questions or, or any tough questions to answer, so I was, I was pretty happy with that. What were one of the ones you got in the AFL? It was more, I mean, it was more a scenario. So I had to, it was along the lines of I had to get to the airport within an hour. I'd lost my phone, had no car. You know, it was like 30 kilometres away, the airport. and Yeah, it was just how, how do you get there within an hour or something like that, you know? I, I, yeah. Well, the last question I thought I'd get in an, in an interview like that, I thought it'd be more a footy talk, but it was a pretty funny one and a pretty curly one to, to answer. So Now, you're still in Australia. When do you head over and join the team? Yeah, that's right. So, yeah, I'm based in Melbourne, still training over here. And, yeah, just got off the phone with them today and it's going to be late May. Uh, I'll be heading on over. So still a little bit of time to train up and prepare myself for it all. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, I'd love to be going tomorrow, but... No, I've still got to keep training and, and preparing and put my best foot forward And because when I get over there, I want to be get the ball rolling and press early. Yeah, looking forward to that fly-out date. Now with training, do you have to put on a bit of size because they're all quite big over there? That's right. Yeah, they are They are big units. For me, it's a lot about staying mobile. Obviously, strength is an important part of being a kicker. A lot of core work we do, a lot of leg strength, but there's been no word of, just putting in that size so you know we do do a bit of running and 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 whatnot so it's good uh, hopefully we'll be able to keep my running capabilities and not put on too much size but yeah for the position of a punter size isn't the main goal it's more keeping mobile strong core strong leg and yeah just being able to kick that ball well now you're going to college do you have to study what are you going to study what are you going to do while you're over there while you're not punting yeah, that's right. To get an education. So still working that out at the moment, sorting out all the school transcripts and, um, you know, transferring over all my marks to the NCAA over there. I briefly started a bit of a commerce degree when I was at Hawthorne. So I will, I reckon that will be something I'll have a look at again. And I think that'll take up a lot of time away from punting. They're both pretty demanding things. So yeah, the downtime between those two might not be a, a huge amount. Yeah, it'll be good. I'm looking forward to that. It's good to have a balance between sport and, you know, life away from sport. And, yeah, they sort of give it to you by, by making your study. So, yeah, I'm really excited by that. 
you mentioned you're going to have a bit of downtime. What are you looking forward most to in America? What do you want to experience? Anything you're looking forward to about college life? I'm, I'm looking to just experience anything. I think that's the best way to go about it is just do as much as you can. Just get involved. So I'm looking forward to, a, yeah, when I have a bit of downtime, hopefully exploring America. I've never actually been over. So look to do a bit of traveling within the state there. And, yeah, hopefully I can make a few mates over there as well and go and visit their hometowns and they can show me around a bit. So the sort of stuff I'll be looking to do when i got the, the time off and the downtime just experience the new environment as much as I can and, and just keep learning. Now, when's the first game for Kansas? I think it's in August at some stage. I'm trying not to look too far ahead with all of that. I, I'm sort of still in the learning phase with it all, so I really want to just knuckle down and start to look at when I'm going to fly over. But for now, it's a lot about just perfecting the art of punting and perfect that so I can then head on over and play the first game. So I've got to win that role first. So I don't want to look too far ahead and get too excited and or anything like that. So Yeah, we're all backing you too. And do you know much about your rival punter in the team? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I'll, I mean, I will obviously do my research as well. Again, something I'm not looking too far ahead to. But, um, yeah, I have seen it. There's, I think one of the punters there has been there for, for quite a while now and, and has done done it quite quite a good job there. Certainly a tough task there to get on over and impress as much as I can and just win the respect of all the coaches and teammates. Yeah, now you sound like a pretty determined young man. You've gone through a lot, pretty exciting things coming up ahead. What's some advice that you'd heard along the way that's kind of pushed you, something that stuck with you that kind of motivates you to keep going? Yeah, I mean, that's a good uh, question, I think. There's a lot of things that sort of motivate me. There's, I wouldn't say there's one thing that does and, and that's it. But, you know, I think as a young fellow, my mum and dad put in a lot of time and effort into me achieving my goals. So, yeah, well, I grew up in Bustledon and, you know, there were stages there. They were driving me up to Perth three to four times a week up and back just to train. You know, like that's a bit of a motiva- motivation to, you know, give back to them and show them it was all worth it, I suppose. But I think one bit of advice that I really like to live up to is, just to show up and just keep doing what you're doing. You know, there's always highs and lows in sport and and in life and I always found just showing up no matter what, whether you're at the highest of highs or the lowest of lows, just showing up will be the best thing you can do and it's the best way to to improve. And, yeah, I always just found that was something that I stuck with and, you know, the best athletes just do that consistently. They always just show up and, and perform to the best of their ability. So, yeah, that's my. I suppose that's just a couple of things that I try to. At least what that what is what motivates me. Yeah, and for any other young kids out there, do you think people should consider NFL as a career? You know, learning American football and giving it a go, trying to get over there. Yeah, absolutely. It's a bit of an unknown at the moment, but I think it's certainly something that's growing. There's a lot of Australians over now, American now at college level, um, and even at NFL level now. We got Aaron Tipos playing in the um, Super Bowl, and that's you know that's pretty exciting, I reckon. So it's it's an opportunity that's pretty hard to beat, that's for sure. You know, you go over, you live a college lifestyle, you get a free education, you play in front of big crowds, you get to live away, you know, overseas for for a handful of years, like. For me, that's what attracted me and was a hard thing to pass up. So it certainly is something that I reckon, yeah, young kids should consider if they want to do it. And the best thing to do is just to start now and perfect the art of punting and who knows where it can take you. So, yeah, I think it's an exciting prospect for a lot of young kids out there. 
Yeah, well, we're excited yeah. to see where you can take your career. Thank you so much for yeah. chatting to us. Hopefully we'll chat to you once you've played a season over there, featured in a few games, kicked a few kicked a few points. So uh, good luck with it all. Yeah, absolutely. No, thank you for having me on. It was yeah, good chat.